Welcome and thank you for tuning into Joy Tutor. I am Joanna Riggins, your host, also known as Joe the Joy Tutor. Get ready to embark on a journey to transform our lives from the inside out. Whether you're working to achieve a big dream, struggling with fear, self-love, complicated relationships, or simply trying not to give up on this thing called life. Learn, grow, and live in your joy. Hey, Tanil. Welcome hey, back. Hey. <laughs> back at it again. Oh, thank you so much for joining me and continuing the conversation around healing, whether that's generational, individual, spiritual, this really embodies all of that, but I thank you. No problem. Happy to be here. What we're going to talk about today is what is trauma? What is generational trauma? And how and why do I care? Yeah. How does that affect me? Because we've been hearing that drop a lot. Yeah, we have. Generational curses, generational trauma. And I think that we can take it all the way back to slavery. Scientists have proven that trauma is embedded in your DNA. When you think about generational trauma, it's something that's passed down from one generation to the next and running through our veins as an American descendant of slaves is, is that trauma. Um, not to mention my mother's trauma and her mother's trauma that are generations from when my family were slaves. But on top of that, it's those next generation's trauma. And I think that how it, for me and my family, how it shows up is women teaching women to be in a role of overly teaching women to be not really self-sufficient, but independent. And you don't have to worry about a man. We were born to be partners in this life. What that partner looks like, that's not where my discussion is. But I, mean, I think that part of that generational trauma in my family is women had to, because of systemic reasons, they were breadwinners, they were providers, and that shows up in how we show up in relationships. It's also for men, right? Because a lot of fathers weren't in their children's lives. And so the males, they end up in the same space for whatever reason. And so to me, that's how generational trauma and generational curses, if you will, show up. It's a curse until you break it, right? Breaking that cycle. So that's how I look at, you know, trauma and generational trauma and how it shows up in our lives. But, but I feel like it is at the end of the day, one individual in your family can break, as we can see, can break that trauma, break that curse and can start the healing process for everyone. Else. It takes one of us in our family to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Um, I have been chosen and understanding that I wholeheartedly accept and I surrender. We hear so many times they say, oh, you need to just need to surrender. Couldn't quite figure out why am I experiencing all of these different experiences and, and, but I had to step back and realize how those experiences throughout my life changed and helped someone else to move forward. Here I am just to take a step back we're going to define what is trauma. Whether it's you bumped your head, bumped your knee, that's one, one definition. The next definition is a disordered psychic or behavioral state 
resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury. Mm -hmm. Number two. Number three, an emotional upset. Okay. The personal trauma of an executive who is not living up to his own expectations. So that basically meaning if you try something and you failed it, um, miserably, and I, I please forgive the word miserably, but that's how it felt to you. Right. You can carry that experience and that could be a traumatic experience. So it's, there's the injury to tissue, bodily harm physically, there's the psychological behavioral state, and then there's just the emotional upset. That's the generic dictionary definition. Now, from a spiritual perspective, mm -hmm. now we won't get our religion needs, okay? Just for disclaimer purposes, whether you believe in Jesus, there is no judgment as far as what you believe in. The universe, spirit, no Buddha, judgment. Buddhist, whatever, right. Whatever, all right? That is not my mantra to down anyone if they do not believe in Christianity or if you're not a Christian. That's that's not this space. That's not this topic. So just for viewers and listeners, if you want to show up in the comments with the foolishness and harm anyone emotionally, verbally, that's not how we play in this sandbox and on this playground. All right. All right. So those are just a few house rules. And I love it. <laughs> Getting into it. Okay. Um, so from a spiritual perspective, generational trauma basically is the stuff that we carry from our past. Very high level. Let's go mainstream generational trauma definition. It is the traumatic events that happened in the past, in past generations, but still heavily affect current generations. That's the mainstream version of generational trauma. Next, we have spiritual definition, which is the ancestral trauma that pertains to past painful experiences that have been programmed into our first chakra and passed on to future generations. Oh, Joe, what do you mean? What is, what is a chakra? What is the first chakra? Oh, we getting into this witchcraft. Oh, honey. Can we talk about it, Tanil? Yeah, go ahead and take a sip. <laughs> I said it. Because uh -huh. what our ancestors practice, and I'll say it, others called as whether it's witchcraft. Yeah, absolutely. I'll pause. Well, you know, um, when it comes to chakras and the spiritual um, realm, I... I appreciate you saying that because, you know, given the disclaimer where well, we will not tolerate, um, because I feel like it's something that, you know, society, Western society has deemed that is evil, black magic, you know, witchcraft and things like that, when that is not the case. And so I'm not here to convert anybody to anything. But what I will say is that no matter where you go on this earth, we have the seasons, we have the natural disasters, and that is all from the universe, the creator, the God that then has Muhammad and, and, and Allah and Jesus and whomever else, whatever else, you know, entities or whatever you want to call it. Back to the chakras. What I mean by first chakra, in the same way that our bodies are able to pass on 
biological diseases from one generation to the next. There's also an energetic encoding in our body. And those energetic encodings are called chakras. There are seven main chakras here from your top of your head down to your root. We'll get into that. I'll pass that to Tanil. The very first chakra you have is called your root chakra. And that entails your tribe, which is the topic of this conversation. How your tribe and your group that you belong to fires up and you carry that energy with you as a child. The first chakra is fired up in your mother's womb. It is like a computer chip that is fired up and programmed energetically in your mother's womb as a child. You enter the world with this already pre-coded first chakra. Also within the first chakra is safety and security. So for me, my mother felt unsafe. She did not have financial security, which is called fear. She moved around, which is instability. And I felt that. She had arguments and trauma with my father, with her family. I felt that. Well, I think, I mean, you, you pretty much summed up the root chakra. Um, and I think that it's where the healing begins. If you look at a plant, without the roots, the, the plant can't grow. So, you know, our focus this session is to really look at that root and help dig out the, the trauma and, and being able to identify the trauma. And that's absolutely how I see it. Can you just quickly walk us through the different chakras just and again this is for educational purposes yeah. knowledge purposes this is not to convert anyone this is to help level set the conversation so that as we move through the season and the conversation around healing you may hear me and Tanil and others talk about chakras and energy um I just wanted to get us all on the same page yeah. so Tanil if you would do us the honor to walk so, us through what's behind you and so the lower one um which is at the uh like your genitals, um, that is your root chakra. If you're sitting down, it's the base of your uh, of where you're sitting. Next is the sacral chakra. Um, it's kind of like right below your belly button. And then there is your solar plexus, your heart chakra, your throat, your third eye, and your crown chakra, which is the top of your head. You know, you work through them all. You can have trauma. You don't, the trauma doesn't always have to be in the root chakra. Um, you know, you could have your root chakra could be functioning perfectly and you have unaligned, but you had some sexual trauma. That's going to really focus on your, uh, your soul, sacral chakra that then you need to work on. So just really, you want to make sure that you're aligned and there's different ways that you can do that. But, you know, first, if you're healing, the root chakra is where you need to go. And that's where we're going to stay at for today. <laughs> So yeah, um, that's, that's the first one. And that's, that's how you get balanced. That's, you can't sit there if, if, if your root is off. Absolutely. That's where my Im imbalance was. And I'm still working on other imbalanced areas. But as far as the root, I knew that healing was going to come. I knew I had to do some level of healing. I've been working tirelessly to kick off Joy Tudor, but my foundation within myself was not whole. It was not healed. And God, spirit, universe said, okay, Joanna, here's, here's the agreement. You must heal first. Be 
before you can go into the world and touch other lives, you have to be whole within first. You have to stand and be secure because that's what the root chakra is about is feeling safe, secure, and strong. Yes. And I did not feel that way. Right. The root chakra, your foundation of who you are has to be stable. And so, you know, rather you believe in the chakras, whatever religion you believe in, whatever spirituality, it's still of all the ones that I've, that I've heard you, your foundation has to be solid. And if not anything that you put on top of that is going to, it's not, it's not going to be secure. And so with, with healing, with identifying where your trauma where your um, your individual trauma has come from, where your generational trauma has come from, and you heal that, you can begin to build on top of it. I think that we've talked about the healing and you just referenced how you didn't realize why Joy Tudor wasn't, wasn't what it is. But the creator is going to definitely order your path. If you accept the assignment, Okay, which so many of us will run from the assignment and the, it, it's presented to you again and it's presented to you again. And once you accept it and you take that baton, and you run that marathon, you run that race. The only thing that can happen is you pass it off to the next person. But it's really about taking hold of it. And it's not easy. It is not easy. It is so much. You're going to cry. You're going to be sad. It's trauma that we're dealing with, but you're facing it head on. And that is the thing that a lot of us run away from. And, and, and we are told when we're, a lot of times when we're kids, stop crying, you know, yes. are you done yet? Are you done? Yes. You know, but we got to <laughs> sit in it. You have to sit in it. And so um, in sitting in it, you heal it. I think with us conversing through your healing process, you were absolutely ready. And so I think that that's wonderful. That's not usually the case. How do those people that they kind of teeter on it, like, man, I think I need to, I think I need to work on this. Let's talk about, about that. Like, how do you, how do you, how did you, cause at one point I think that you thought about it, like, man, I need to do something else. I need to, there's something internal I need to work on. But how did you get to the space to say, I'm accepting this assignment? Thank you, creator. I'm, I'm going to go for it. I, I was dealing with the girlfriend breakup and I was dealing with 2020. Posted something on social media. Me and the girlfriend um, exchanged words. And she cut me off. She broke up with me. And that was hard. I can say it without crying. Can, can you believe this, Tenio? I'm saying it without crying. <laughs> because of where you are now I can say it without I can say it without crying I can talk yes. about it yes why because I have healed because trauma lives in the body mm-hmm. I've gone to those deep recesses and spaces of my body and I've healed that and I've loved on Joanna in that moment but she broke up with me she cut me off and I'm like damn over a Facebook post? Yeah. So I struggled with that. That was in February of 2019. Yeah. And that's when I cried every time we talked about it in Putacana in May of 2019. 
<laughs> there are a lot of ugly cry photos of Joanna out there. My God, my God. Fast forward um, 2020, I'm still crying. And by this time, I am associating and saying, okay, oh, this is confirmation, right? It's, it's like the building blocks um, to me feeling a certain type of way that, oh my God, every time I love someone, there's these underlying feelings that they have and they really didn't love me because I would never say that. So how, this is how we showed up and I was ready. Fast forward. I'm in, now I'm in my relationship. I've been, we've been together since March of 2015. All of those situations and experiences are now bubbling up and showing up in my behavior with my romantic partner. Mm -hmm. I am paranoid that I am going to do something or say something that he's going to just say, I'm done with you as well. You know, it's over. Right. But then my family came to visit me and said, oh, you're walking around on eggshells around him. And our other good friend said, well, you know, I kind of felt like you were coming across a little bit like a battered woman. And I'm like, oh, actually it's not him. It's me. It's not always the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's our own stuff. It's our own baggage. Absolutely. And when I saw how it was showing up and I saw that I was constantly looking for confirmation from others to validate the decisions I was making on a daily basis and paranoid about, oh my God, his dinner has to be done and the house has to be clean. And I have to say yes, even though I'm tired, all because, all because my root, my foundation, which is Joanna B was unstable because I didn't have the love and the stability within myself to be able to handle when someone walked out. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't have that space in me that I knew and understood that was always there, no matter who was around me or who walks out. That's what I was seeking. And that's what I had found. Yeah. And it, I mean, just with you explaining that, you had to get to a space of self-reflection. Yes. Opposed to looking at every situation individually. Okay, so this is making me feel this way. This is making me feel this way. At some point you said, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This got something to do with me. Mm -hmm. And I need to work on me. And then everything else, ironically, not really ironically, because you know, that's mm -hmm. how God works kind of fell into place yes and now you're helping other people get to that space but it took it just from your story like that you you really started paying attention in 2015 we're in 2021 mm -hmm. so we have people that will you know you get you it's like something needling at you just self Self-reflection, if you really go into a real self-reflection, people, and look at what's, why, why am I upset about this? Why am I resenting this person, this, this situation, and look at it from your reactions to things, you will realize that, A, nobody has control over you. You have, you have your own control. 
but what is controlling? Why am I having these reactions to these things? Why do I act in this way? Why do certain things trigger me? And in self-reflection, that's where you can start with digging some of those things out. So I think that, you know, in your time of self-reflection, when you say, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's when you, you said, okay, I need to look at me. I need to, I need to figure me out because this went back to childhood stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it absolutely did. And yeah. October, 2020, this is the nudge. Like I knew in my back, in the back of my mind, I had to do this because again, I was crying over the girlfriend. I was working through things with Joy Tudor where I was pricing myself lower than my own self-worth. Self-worth is the same energy as money. And it's the same energy as, um, as confidence. Absolutely. Like, I had none perfect. of that. Like, if I don't believe that I am good enough within my close relationship with my friend, friends or family, how dare I think I can go charge my work to someone else? Mm-hmm. And that is what I had to get down to mm-hmm. and undig. I just started a new client relationship in October, 2020. And we are good Judy's now. She said, Joe, you, you can't get rid of me now. I said, I know, boo. <laughs> but it was so sweet because she looked at me and created this space where I was able to show and be honest that, hey, sis, I'm not having a good day today. I'm on this journey. And she said, hey, wait a minute. Well, what's going on? She said, oh, you need to heal. You, you definitely need to heal. Yeah. I just told my other client the same thing that she needs to heal first because I was ministering and speaking to myself. And then here it is, God, spirit, universe brings this sweet lady into my life and said, Joe, we're going to do this. I'm going to help you through this. You're going to help me develop my business. <laughs> yes. You know, she had all of her ducks in a row for her business but she was struggling with the financial piece of it. I said, oh, I have this financial workbook. I can walk you through step by step. That's the only thing that's holding you back and blocking you from going to the bank and get the finance you need. I got that. See, I have to show up and work. Yeah. But emotionally, she opened another door and said, hey, this is how we're also going to partner and work together. Fast forward, it's December it's January. I'm healing. I'm doing the shadow work. And I reached out to our mutual friend and say, Hey, can you reach out to the girlfriend who broke up with me? Because I need to have a conversation. I would love to have a conversation with her. The intention was for healing and understanding. It's not about who's right or who's wrong. I just simply want to, number one, apologize how I showed up um, after being rejected because part of our communication is also encoded and passed down from generation to generation. Going off, cursing, clowning, enraged, unacceptable, inappropriate, you know better. I apologize. Because at the end, when I figured out she cut me off. I'm like, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, Linda. Wait a minute. 
you know how much stuff I've accepted off of you and how many other of our other friends have accepted ish off of you and are you gonna cut me off over this I lost it all right yeah so fast forward here, here comes the conversation I said I was nervous about having a conversation with you because I've been crying over your ass for the past like two two years G like <laughs> and sis replied back like crying for what I said, okay. And then when she said that, it reminded me of the story that Oprah told how she was pissed off at this lady and she bumped into the lady and she said, the lady was walking down the street, happy as all get out, had, did not, had not been thinking about me. <laughs> at all. At all. Okay. That's number one. So here I was spinning my wheels for two years for nothing. Yeah. That's the reason why it's so important to let it go, to not hold on to the past, to release. But the conversation did go well. She expressed her perception of it. I expressed my perception of it. She explained that she shut down um, as her way of protecting herself. She just wanted to end. She didn't want the drama. It was toxic. She just simply shut down, which is what I've also learned during this journey is that not everyone is able to go into their feelings like I am, right? Not everyone is able to go directly into it and say, I feel X, Y, Z, let's talk about it. So right. just shut down and she shut down and we talked through, you know, we cried. I did tell her that if your intention was to hurt me, you succeeded and that I loved her. I wished her nothing but the best. It wasn't intentional to hurt her. She felt as though I humiliated her. And she said it was totally unacceptable. And I said, okay, but those are your boundaries. I was just about to say that. And, and I respect them. And, and through healing, you realize that you have to set boundaries with folks. Yeah. And part of the reason why I was pissed was because I lacked a lot of Absolutely. my boundaries. You lacked having boundaries. I sacrificed my own boundaries in, in certain situations with that relationship. With relationships, period. Period. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. But with her directly, I definitely mm -hmm. did lack some. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that that wasn't reciprocated, that's when I was pissed. And that's part of the ego. Mm -hmm. Sis was simply just protecting herself. And did I feel a certain type of way about, oh, you're going to cut off an eight-year relationship? So now I'm clear, right? You know, and the conversation ended very peacefully. Um, and I said, okay, so where do we stand now? Because I think that's very important to understand where you go when you're having these hard conversations. Yeah. Be very clear about what are the rules of engagement? What is the next step? What are the expectations? I said, are we on a 90 day probationary period? Like a two week trial friend period? Like what's mm -hmm. up? What are we doing? Didn't say anything. And silence is also an answer. Absolutely. I said, okay. I love you. Wish you all the best. And that was that. I am on the other side of that conversation. And I'm not hurting anymore. I have clarity. Peace about <sighs> it. Yes. Peace. Peace about it. Absolutely. Um, because this is the thing. In that relationship, it was just an example of how you, even after that, that breakup, you were still showing up because you had, there were boundaries with people that 
people were still crossing boundaries. You didn't have any boundaries, right? Yes. They were doing what's that doing and saying and and treating you in a way that wasn't uplifting you or you didn't perceive it as uplifting you, but you felt like it was okay. And now where you are, you can look back and say, wow, you know, it could have been me. Like, you know, Tanera said some, some, something, something crazy. And I did not, I did not appreciate that. But because at that point you were people pleasing, right? Yes. Because that was easier uh, for other people, but not for self. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't, you didn't set that boundary. You didn't say, whoa, 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 sis, I love you. And I'm saying this with love, but you can't say that to me again. Yeah. yeah. And I've done that in the past with her and we've grown past it. And I, my point, my response to her in the conversation in March, 2021 was, I gave you that, con- I, I loved you enough to have a conversation. I thought you loved me enough. And I thought I was worth you fighting for saying, look, let's go out in the parking lot and, you know, let's grease up our faces, French braid our hair, you know, scratch each other's face up. And now let's go get something to eat. Like, I thought we were there. <laughs> but obviously, not. we were not. But again, this is because this pain was so lingering and lasts so long is because I, at that point in my life, was finding and seeking foundation in in my relationships and not within myself that's the breakthrough that's the breakthrough that's where I am today right I know better the people pleasing came from feeling like oh my god I'm gonna say something I'm gonna do something wrong and they're gonna leave because the experiences led up to which were beautifully led up to Mm -hmm. me finding myself yes and the stability and, and me reprogramming and cleansing that root chakra. Yes. Before I let you go, I'm excited to announce we are hosting our first Celebration of Courage event. We will honor the big and small accomplishments of ambitious and determined women You can find that information and register for this event at joytutor.com. That event will be hosted on September 17th. Thank you again for joining me and I'll close wishing you this. May you rise in your power, step out in faith and live in your truth. We'll see you back here next Tuesday. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us and listening in. A new episode is available on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can find us by simply searching Joy Tutor.